0: To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy
1: place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field, and you guys are amazing at what you do.
2: And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful. They go beyond.
1: When you see the same faces year after year after year in the same sections, it makes you feel, it all feels like family, that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion.
2: Every family member and friend who comes to that, I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field Tour because there's nothing better to do to be in Chicago and you all made that. possible. Like I said, these are not just employees, in my opinion. They're like
1: family. I've brought people from all over the world, all over the country. People that don't like baseball, they love Wrigley Field, and we have you guys to thank for that.
3: Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark.
0: All right, so welcome to the last episode of season two. I've been uh, hinting all week uh, about a surprise guest. And um, if you're on the screen watching on Patreon, let's not surprise me because y'all think this person is me, but if it's really not me. It is David Jones. David, um, what is it like to be back on the podcast?
1: What's going on? I missed you guys, man. I've uh, just been trying to catch up on some work and some. Uh Things at home, so but I definitely miss you guys. It's good to be back, man. What's
0: going on with you? Let me get me started. So I hate <laughs> medical insurance. Now uh, you can probably relate to this. Um, first of all, let me just say that um, uh, my brother uh, had some brain surgery situations and whatever. And um, so uh, on Tuesday, November the first, he had a tumor. Right, November the first. He's going to finally see the primary care doctor, who's going to tell us what the problem is. Because after he had the surgery two weeks ago, he's been having more seizures than he was before they messed with the tumor, right? So um, they go to the doctor. We're all excited. Remember the first. Take about 30 minutes, whatever, to get there. Let me tell you this. They got to the primary care doctor. They spent all of five minutes there. What he said was, oh, you need an oncologist. Here's something you can go. Get an appointment with. Have a good day. You mean to tell me that I was so upset and like so mad? he's going not get paid for that five-minute visit, and we still have no answers about what's going on with him and these tumors and whatever in his head. And I just I'm not a fan of health insurance. I just think it's. I, we just got, we just found him son. He didn't have one at first. We just found him son, but it's not going to get paid. Made, a, made them drive all the way down there to say, "Oh, I can't help you. You need to go." I was so mad.
1: Yeah, I think we got to find somebody. Uh, we got to find a guest on the show who who deals with that kind of profession because I'm totally confused as to what happens when you pay all this money for, you know, to get stuff money taken out of your paycheck and all these deductibles and all this other stuff, and and there's no coverage. So, I, I we need to find somebody that that deals with that stuff.
0: Yeah, why don't they, If you if you go through a whole year without using your medical insurance, they should get you half of it back. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you didn't use it. I didn't use it at all. And so then make exactly. the add on to that though. So then Jordan had emergency surgery on Halloween, which was Monday. Uh he got some nerve damage and stuff like that. He had to go to the hospital. Um, because that's his mouth. That ain't covered. You know, you gotta have a separate dental. I'm like, why why is why aren't your eyes and your in your mouth a part of health? <laughs> exactly. Why is it separate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, man. I, just don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, let me move on to some good news. You you just had a birthday and I posted it on Facebook and people thought it, people thought uh, I, I kind of joked around about uh it's your birthday, which means it's mine too. And somebody had the nerve to say that I am way much older than you. I, I, I couldn't believe. <laughs> Do you well, see you that are, post? I mean Did you see that post though? Do you see that post? I saw it. Yes. I'm like, okay. what? I was, <laughs> was going to
1: chime in and say something probably uh, off script on that, but I'm going <laughs> to leave that alone. But
0: I'm like, yeah, he's much older than hard. me. I'll,
1: I'll take that. I'll take that.
0: I'm like, I'm working too hard. I look stressed out that much that I look like I'm 20 or 10 years older than David. I'm looking really <laughs> stressed <laughs> out. <how I work." laughs> hey. But yes, folks. No, my, my thing with you is that so it's your birthday, but you have kids, which means that birthdays for the parent don't matter anymore because it's all about the kids.
1: <laughs> You're exactly right. Yep. Yeah. All about the kids. I didn't even do anything on my birthday. I just kind of hung out.
0: I went to work a little bit.
1: I had dinner I was with the family, and then that was it, man. I was just, just hanging out. So, yeah, it's all, about the, it's all about the little
0: ones now, man. Yeah, because your son's birthday is next. His birthday was Monday. Right. So you went you basically you you had like a two-second birthday, and then you know, baby for the summer.
1: Yeah, and we have another one coming up December twenty-fourth.
0: And then you got Christmas, it's all about the kids too.
1: He's 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 saying in the background that his birthday is December 24th. <laughs> all
0: right, okay, all right. So you decided to have a baby before Christmas, which means that you have to buy birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. <laughs>
1: Basically, yeah, because he expects both, and he knows he's smart. He's very smart. He'll be four, so he knows exactly what's his birthday and exactly what's Christmas. He has a two different lists. <laughs>
0: all right, so let me ask. Let me let me go way back real quick. this is about you. Tell me how did you? Do you remember how you found out about the cub job? They made you apply for way back when you started in the '90s. Tell me all about that. How you found out about it? How it started? Which one, the
1: first time or the second time? First time. (laughs) First time. So the first time was I was in, I was going to uh, City College. And I was meeting with a counselor. I was waiting in the hallway for a counselor to choose another meeting or something like that. Something regarding my, uh, you know, my my credits or whatever. And so I was in the hallway. I was just standing around just looking at, you know, the the post-its on the wall and everything, the notes, the, you know, upcoming events, flyers, and things of that nature. And I look, and I see something that says Chicago Cubs. And I'm like, it was like, it was just a big black and white thing, and it was like posted, in the, you know, inside those, you know, whatever, message boards or whatever. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm like, wait, is this the Cubs, Cubs? I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be right. So I look at it, say, you know, hiring, whatever, and don't you know, apply for it. Uh, you know, back then, you had to go in. You couldn't it was no online thing back then. Yeah. So, yeah, actually physically go up there and sit down, fill out a paper application, have them look over it, just put in the tell you, okay, we'll give you a call. They don't say anything like, you know, depends. You know, sometimes it, right away they'll tell you, oh, let's bring you back for an interview, this, that, third, blah, 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 whatever. So, fast forward a little bit. I got the call from the Cubs. I believe it was Danielle. She called me in for an interview. Now here's the here's the here's the like the, the kicker part. So back then when they did the interviews, I'm not sure if they still do it now, but I, I seriously doubt it. But back then we did group interviews. Yeah. And we sat in the dugout, like in the clubhouse, right? Yeah. Sat in the clubhouse, like in a like a round circle, and they just did a whole group interview. Everybody had to stand up, say your name, where you're from, you know, what's your interest, you know, all this kind of stuff. Blasic blasic, right? I get up I, you know everybody does their interview whatever i do mine it's over okay we'll give you guys a call thanks for coming mike hill was like right at the clubhouse door and he looked at my, my name he's like he just started teasing davy jones davy jones so i just start cracking up laughing like, started laughing he's laughing or whatever and then um you know smiled at me whatever you know how mike is mike is kind of oh, yeah. you know he, he's he's funny but he's quiet also and so, you know, left whatever, and then about maybe a week or so after that, maybe I got a call saying I was hired with the Cubs. It was an awesome experience, and not the same as you know back then. But
0: oh great. yeah, a lot of people think that they think a lot of people think that you just started, like it's only like your second year, but you actually were there uh,
2: oh, no. in the nineties.
0: <laughs> and uh, back then, though, when the Cubs hired you from the moment you came in. They, it was a big deal because you were in the Cubs Oscar interview. Like they made, it was a big deal. Like now it's sort of you know like, that history thing is gone, right? but back then though, when you apply, I don't care what kind of usher, parking, whatever, uh, it was a production. It was like you are stepping into Wrigley Field with the Cubs. Like you know, it, it was a, it was just, it was a moment. You're like, what? Like it was a moment. and
1: yeah, the thing that was uh, so good, great right about back then. When you actually came up there, you had like business to take care of, or yeah, you, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, coming up there for whatever. They always, you know, treated you like, you know, hey, personally, you know, everybody's like mm-hmm. one-on-one with you. It was like more like interaction, like hey, how you doing? How's going? Take care of this, boom, boom, boom. Um, one particular person that stands out was, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, it was Mark. Yeah, with Mark. She was so awesome. She was amazing. Yeah uh god rest her soul but she was uh she was amazing man like every time i came up there she smile hey how you doing most of the time she'd be out on the uh what we what did we call that thing right out there by the door what the landing or whatever yeah the ramp rap out there smoking a cigarette yeah they're smoking a cigarette then she would just come right in oh give me a second I'll be right in and you know just made you feel welcome and you know I mean everybody in the office did you know Jennifer Danielle All of them, man. Uh, Mike, Julius, Paul, everybody. I mean, everybody was, it was just like, it took a second to actually get to know who you were or, you know, to see how you were doing or whatever, just to, you know, communicate with you as an individual, not just part of the job. Like, oh, hey, we're going to do this, get to work. Yeah, because back then
0: there was a lot of tradition. Everybody got hired the same way. It doesn't matter what year you got hired back then you know the same story because you get the same. It's not like, you know, sort of different now, but back then it was based on tradition, right? Everybody knows about the white handbook, the fold of handbook, everybody knows about the Mm -hmm. uniform pickup. We all had the same experience. Uh, We all, you know, it just, you know, it all just worked so well back then. Now, people think of the upper deck and they think of Sue. Um, uh, Sue, uh, who just passed a couple of years ago, but before Sue after all the time, you were the upper deck every day.
1: Every single <laughs> day. 21 Alpha. Yes. 21 Alpha. Uh, Patty, another one that we lost a few years ago. Yeah. He was 21 Bravo. Uh, Janine was up there with us. He was 21 Alpha. We like kind of rotated 21 Alpha. Bravo. Back then we had a Charlie, you know, so we had three radio units up there.
3: Yeah.
1: Mezzanine person, 24, 24 Alpha. Bravo. But yeah, every single day for like five years straight.
0: Yeah, I was, at, I, was at, I was at Gate D I think, for five years straight, every day.
1: <laughs> every single day. The, but the best part about it was um, after the games, I used to escort Harry Gary down to his car. And he used to be, it, was, it was the funniest interactions that you could ever imagine. He was just like, you know, you go down the ramp, we we're just sitting there trying to go down the ramp, people are stopping him talking to him he's like cracking jokes with these people and you know signing autographs for the kids and it, it was just it took a long time to get him down but it was an amazing experience and that was the best part of
0: it yeah and then of course uh it was always fun back then to go to the cubs convention i mean this oh was God. fun that was there
1: <laughs> some of those things we can't talk about on air but yes. <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty amazing yeah. I, one thing I, I will say though is if I can keep it on the lines though I don't want to be in trouble. Anymore. We used to have interactions with special guests. Let me just put it like that. So yeah, we used to have some very good interactions after we did our work. Even doing our work, you know, we had interactions with guys. And like now, so political. It's like, hey, you know, mom's the word kind of deal. Is like, no, it's not. That's not how it works. It's a convention, everybody's supposed to be together. It doesn't matter where you come from, we're all the same family, that kind of deal. But but back then, oh my, I you know, some stuff we just can't even. Yeah,
0: because there was always a party with the cubs that night, and it was the cub, the players actually, it was just red. I remember I remember like it was yesterday. It was a red rope, and the cub players can go back to this rope and party. And all the staff, I don't know if you were Usher, parking, they encouraged all the staff to go and party. With the Cubs, you're a part of the family. Come oh, on, those were like the best party. You're sitting at yeah. to Sammy Sosa and Mark Grace at the party. I mean, it was unbelievable. I missed the party. I missed that.
1: It was awesome. Yeah, like like you say, yeah, they used to have a rope. So if they saw you standing on the outside of the rope and you had your idea, or whatever, it's like no, just come in. Just yeah. come inside the rope. <laughs> you don't have to stand out here with the crowd, with the regular crowd. Come in yeah. with us. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just it was so awesome. And then after the after that party, there was another party, and then there was another so, party, and we'd be up to like five in the morning. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. no sleep, basically, sometimes, because you had to go right back and see your shift. It's, the shift was like, what, six in the morning? Yeah. So you go right back to work. Like You literally like, stay up all night. So, yeah. And was, uh, was uh, there was days. no
0: separation between, like, back then, they, were, they weren't called security, they were called crowd control, and they were called ushers. Um, it, was, it was one department. There was no separation between the two. So everybody, sort of everybody, but the crop control sure the ushers that were underage, like myself, didn't drink. Like, it was sort of like, they patrolled, they patrolled each other. We respected each other. We, we, we would never cross a crop we, we wouldn't talk back to them. We wouldn't disrespect if you were usher. You just wouldn't do that uh, because you wanted to be like them one day. But on the other side, they took care of you as well. It was just so, it was such a good time to be at the convention with them because as a teenager, I'd to see y'all having a good time, playing around. With our, one day I want to do the same thing, and eventually I was. So it, it was just a good family atmosphere, you know, back in the 90s.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody, like like you said, you know, if it was, like, somebody that was an usher and they needed us, we, we were right there for them, we help them. Um, they weren't, like, you know, aggressive or angry. They had a, a problem with a person, they come tell you. They let us deal with it. You know, everybody else kind of, you know, ventures out of the way. Uh, we did have some crowd control that were, like, you know, really, like, you know, like, in-your-face kind of guys, and, you know, they would kind of take over. So, we didn't need supervisors much that back in the day either, really, until, like, yeah. you know, something really got crazy. But, yeah, it was you – know, those were great times, man. Great time.
0: And Floyd, for all of that listening, Floyd was the same back then as he <laughs> is right now today. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: One thing you ain't got to worry about, Floyd does not change for anybody he's unique he's genuine in his own right and yeah. he don't code anything so this is not an act this is not something that just recently came up because he got older no he's always been like that from day one and i appreciate it because you need sometimes you need like some of that upfront honesty but you know
0: yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, when i met I, floor yeah. he was just he was just talking security he was on the butcher wall and they ran that boots like that they I can't compare the two, but they ran the boots back then. Like there was, they they just they ran the boots back then differently because they had more you know leeway to do stuff. <laughs> if uh, a fan got along, by the time they walked you downstairs, you would be in some kind of pain because you should have been doing. Oh yeah, <laughs> what you were doing. So fans didn't play around out there because you know you don't want to go downstairs and accidentally trip onto the wall. <laughs> exactly.
1: If you if you got if you if you got in trouble in the bleachers with that crew and yeah. they put you like they walk you down to that cage, you in trouble. Like you might as well <laughs> you might as well get ready for, you know, you're gonna get some extra elbows or some yeah. you know, some, 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 some kicks or some trips. You gotta get ready for because they ain't messing well, around. Those were the days that
0: supervisors used to wear handcuffs. So supervisors back then would handcuff you right where you're sitting at. Let's go.
1: <laughs> yep, they sure did, yeah. Yep, okay, no, no, no questions. asked. put those cuffs on you. Let's go. You know, we walking you out. Once to the cage, everybody's getting processed. Nobody's getting off. Nobody could say uh, offensive things and get away with it. You know, everybody's in trouble. Like once you get those cuffs on you, you ain't just walking away. You ain't just going home for the day. Underage drinking, all that stuff. We put you in the cage. We calling your parents. You're waiting for your parents so you can see that embarrassment. And it was just, Oh, yeah, it was just – man, those were some great times, man, great times.
3: Mistaken Identity is headed to the Dominican Republic on the new Carnival celebration in January of 2023 thanks to MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're looking to book a cruise, visit Walt Disney World, or spend some time on a private resort in a remote location around the world, MEI Travel is for you. Frank and Jordan are scheduled to set sail on January 3rd for seven nights on Carnival's newest ship, set to debut this november and if that sounds like the type of thing you're interested in mei travel has plenty of accommodations to fit all your travel desires contact brock taylor for all of your travel needs and to determine the best deals for you at mistakenidentymedia at gmail.com
2: hey wrigley fam cat garcia here you may remember me from my days working with y'all at the ballpark before i became a full-time baseball writer Well, I'm here to tell you that now I'm back, and I've started a new podcast, too. It's called Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia. Since I left to pursue my career in sports journalism, I've met so many incredible journalists and media members, even some outside of the scope of sports. And all of these folks are people whose work you already read or may be familiar with. And one of my favorite things about working in this industry has been hearing all of the great advice, lessons learned, and the sometimes downright hilarious stories that have been swapped over drinks with all sorts of incredible journalists and people. And oftentimes I wish that our audiences were around for these truly authentic, fun, and sometimes candidly booze-infused conversations. So I decided I'm bringing them to you in podcast form. Join me for Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia, where I sit down with some of your favorite people in sports and journalism, like Lawrence Holmes, Scott Merkin, Maddie Lee, and Brett Taylor, just to name a few, to show you what life in sports and journalism is really like. So pour yourself a tall one or grab a hot coffee and join us. Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia is available now on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow the show on Twitter for updates, info on past episodes, and more at, at @GrabADrink_Pod. underscore pod. Cheers and happy listening. Club 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game. This crisp, easy drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cub fans. This baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing. Beer master, Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six-pack today, and please remember to drink responsibly. Reboots, reunions,
3: reruns. No matter where you turn, everyone is going back to revisit Nostalgic TV.
2: Join us on a journey back in the day as we look at your favorite Black 90s sitcoms like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Living Single, and Moesha.
3: We break down a new sitcom and episode per week, discuss why the show was relevant at the time and still holds up today, discuss its impact and laugh at how different things were back in the day or how they stayed the same.
2: Check out back in the day with Tanya and Cheryl now on your favorite podcast app and come on a nineties black sitcom journey with us.
0: So then of course, um, uh, you left, like I left as well. Um, I came back in 2016. I told you to, like, 2016, I got a feeling you, get, you need to come back. Uh, <laughs> over me. Please don't remind me. I think you waited a year. <laughs> uh, but isn't it funny how, like, so when we when we both came back, I came back 2016, you came back. Uh, but it sort of felt the same. So sort of, it, it didn't feel that much of, like, you can go back in and just go back to work. Like, it wasn't, that big of a, I mean, obviously the people at the top were different, but the way it looked, the way it felt, it was sort of, like, it was like an easy transition coming back, coming back.
1: Well, I don't know if you remember, but uh, 2016, when you came back before I did, I don't know if you remember when I came to the game on Father's Day that year. Yeah, year,
0: yeah.
1: And you actually walked me around the ballpark. That's how I yeah. kind of, it was like a lot, it was the same, but it was different. Yeah. Especially like that, uh the outfield area. Yeah. They did all you know like the you know the, the signs and all that stuff and i had to get like re-familiar with that but that's how i actually kind of because I, I i put that in my mindset. like when i came back i was like oh yeah frank showed me this oh he showed me that okay cool so now i know what that's at. but yeah it, yes yeah, it's, it's unique like wrigley is like unique you can't like it's the same it's different but it's the same it's, like all the bases are mm-hmm. still there like concourse is the same pretty much you know Obviously it's being redone and all that, but you know, yeah, it's pretty much the same. And they, or they changed the numbers in the in the
0: lower bowl. In the gates, yeah. Right, but, yeah.
1: Other I mean, that, yeah, I mean pretty much the same.
0: Now, I don't remember back then people confusing us as much as they did uh currently. Uh back then everybody pretty much knew this is Frank and that was David. Um, but I feel like now recently in the last couple of years, it's gotten pretty like confusing to people. I just, I I, I just don't get it.
1: (laughs) But you know what, well, you know, one thing that that happened was back then, they probably didn't confuse us as much because we wore a different uniform.
0: That's true. You know, you had
1: the usher with the blue and the white and the red and I had the crowd control with the light blue and the, the khakis or whatever. So that's, that's probably one, but I actually did have a couple instances where you know, after work, they thought I was you. <laughs> like, hey, Frank, I'm like, who? Like, back then, you know, we were cool, but we weren't like, how we are now? But I was like, who, who are you talking about? I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the usher, okay. Like, no, that's not me. I'm, I'm David. Like, how you doing? That's not me. <laughs>
0: so. Yes, I will never forget that one day recently. I was, uh, this was last season. I was at gate one, and uh, I think you were upstairs, and uh, one of the ushers, <laughs> or whoever security, they saw you upstairs and they came down the stairs gate one, and then they saw me. And they're like, How'd you get down here so fast? I'm like, what? Like, what are you, th- <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and like, sometimes I get confused. Before you got there, though, before you came back, it was me and Antoine. Antoine won two of the year. The next day, I walked down the lower Bowl, and like, Congratulations! Congratulations! I'm like, Nope, that's Antoine,
1: <laughs> and you know, and, and that's I mean. They didn't. They didn't make you guys up, right? No. They? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't. That's one. That's definitely you guys are <laughs> I mean, nowhere near. Like, no. I mean,
0: no. I mean, definitely, I mean, not. definitely not. No. Because he used to wear. He used to wear glasses. He don't wear them now, but he used to wear glasses. And he had the hat on and the uniform on, so people confused us. You know, oh, that, from especially from the back, like oh, it's Antoine. Like, yeah. I, matter of fact, I even got called Floyd one time.
1: No way. I did. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Now that's –
0: yeah, that's yes. totally off. That's way off base. Way no, off base. Let me – let, me, let me, where we go, let me, let me move on to – uh. If you like more than this, uh, baseball, tell me what you have – Uh, what, what are your thoughts on what's happening with – how will the Bulls be this year?
1: Ah, oh, the Bulls. Huh. Man, I'm seeing maybe about – I'll say 47 to 50 wins, and they will make it to the – second round, and then
0: they'll be there. And most be people don't... It'll
1: be, solid. it'll be dependent on... Sorry, it'll be uh, dependent on if uh, Alonzo Ball can come back from his injury, but they got a pretty solid team, and then Zach is, like, sitting out games because, uh, you know, he just had ACL surgery last year, so they kind of, like, managing him, like, you know, here and there. They'll have him sit out a couple games here and there, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, 47 to 50, and then they'll be out the second round, probably.
0: Now, most folks don't know you work for, you work for the, you work at the Cubs and you work Bulls and Blackhawks. Did did you do White Sox? Uh,
1: Occasionally not, not, not too much, but occasionally I do. White Sox. I'm just curious.
0: If you have to rank, I'm just curious. You have to rank the work experience, the work experience between United Center, Wrigley Field, and uh, uh, what is it? Guarantee, I think it is now. How how would you rank them? And why? I'm just curious. Uh, I would say
1: Wrigley is automatically number one. Obviously, why? Well, I'm getting to that because uh, it's the things that we do as associates, as coworkers, as friends, as family. We're, like we're always going to be family, no matter what is the structure of the ballpark per se. If, if that makes sense, but um, we're gonna. My son like making. Um, but, yeah, that, it's, nothing beats, like, that family atmosphere. Nothing beats, like, seeing that green Ivy out there when you come to work every day, even though, was, like, when it's cold, you can't see it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the relationship that you build with people, it's, it stands alone, man. It's just, uh, there, there's nothing that compares to it. Like, everybody else is great. United Center is great. no you know, guarantee rate is cool. It's all right. Not a big fan, but, you know. Um, but nothing be Wrigley and the people that you that you meet that you work with every day, every single day. Um, it's, I, it's hands down for me. Uh, there's no comparison. So No matter what goes on behind the scenes, no matter what's you know, you know what kind of you know every everybody has their their drama and all this kind of deal. You know things that we may not agree with. You know and you know stuff that happens, but nothing nothing compares to the relationship that you build with people every day.
0: Done. So all you need now under your belt is the Bears and then you would have worked. And then every, that'd be every team if you, if you get to the Bears. Yeah,
1: that's you know what's funny? <laughs> uh, quick story. Um, who was this? This was 20... Uh, I can't remember. 2012? Uh, anyway, it was a game. It was like a preseason game. I was like helping... Uh, I want to say it was S3 back then, too, I believe. Yeah. They used to call it safety service. Whatever yeah. they call it. I was helping them for a game. First night, it rained so bad that they, like, postponed it to the next day. First day was, like, 65 degrees. It was just, like, super rainy it was, like you know, windy or whatever. The next day, dude, I'm, i kid you not, the next day was, like, 30 degrees. And I'm like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> like, I cannot stand this game with, the, with this wind blowing in my face like this it was so cold I was like I think it actually rained that night too I believe a little bit but it's not as bad as the because the first night it was like lightning you know they don't they always when it's lightning they clear the bowl and
0: they
1: don't mess around with lightning so the second night I think it was like raining too but it wasn't lightning but it was like windy and cold I said you know what I said I can imagine what December is like so I don't think Mm -hmm. I'm I'm (laughs) gonna.
0: So I think I think for me as a supervisor who can move around and go wherever, I'm okay with it. I, it doesn't bother me as much. But I guess if I have to stand there, I can see if I have to stand there and do the tickets, whatever. Uh, but it, I of like it's, it's actually different now because once the uh, the gates open for two hours of the game or less sometimes, but once the um, crowd comes in, they actually they actually close the gates now. So you're actually not even out there anymore, which is not what we do at Wrigley. But that's the I mean like close close like everybody goes, You work somewhere else like. Um, Pretty cool. Now, do you think they're going to move to Arlington Heights or are you going to stay in social field? What do you think?
1: Uh, they're probably going to move. I, I think they're putting too much in, investment into it and too much – too many uh, talks that's going on with it. So, they, I can see it happening. I, and in, in all honesty, it probably needs to happen. We need to have a Super Bowl here. We need to have some other events.
0: Which is the only reason I'm going to continue to work there is because I want to see the Super Bowl without paying $2,000. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know another thing though for you, uh they might maybe never know, they might get WrestleMania or something. You're a wrestling yeah. fan, so it yeah. might get something like that. You never know. You never know.
0: The possibilities yeah. are endless. And I, and it's only what it's probably by the metro, so it's not that far. Yeah. I would be uh I would be in heaven. Um now the question of the day, that everybody wants to know, I'm going put you on the spot because you're not gonna ask you this at all. Everybody wants to know because I get this all the time. When is David gonna interview somebody? back on the podcast is it season three is it season four so putting you on the spot i didn't even tell you about this uh how do you respond to people that say uh frank where's david and when they come back <laughs>
1: oh my goodness well you should know before anybody else i am like hey
0: they don't believe was- me they don't they don't believe me though so
1: oh well so. <laughs> i mean i have reason to lie but you know uh, i'll be back season three I am returning. I am still here. I'm still part of the family. We're still partners. So let's clear up all the rumors. We're not done. We're still here. I'm still here. I miss you guys. I'm taking care of some things on the side, but I'll definitely be back to interview and we're going to have some more fun and deal with some more, you know, a wide range of topics and stuff like that. So I'm still here. So don't worry. I love you guys. I'm not going anywhere.
0: Let me ask you a question. When you heard that Jason Hayward wasn't coming back, did you immediately think of me?
1: Yep. That was the first <laughs> thing I thought of. I was like, oh, well, you saw when it happened, I texted you.
0: Everybody and their mom, because of this podcast, everybody and their mother and father and cousin and sister and brother messaged me. Are you okay? You need to sit down? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. That's and funny. I'm fine because, one, he actually he's not even moving. He said he's living here. Dang, he he has his own academy being built. So um, that's pretty cool. But before I let you go, I saw an article that says, I'll send it to you, I think, that this is the first year that no black players in the World Series. Um, And I was kind of shocked that there were no black players in the World Series. But me and, I'm going to name drop right now, former Cub uh, Bill Matlock. Um, he complains about that all the time. He's like, he doesn't like how uh, baseball markets in certain areas and certain, you know, inner cities and whatever, but um, it just made me think about that more when Jason Hayward stopped, you know, left from the Cubs. Uh, There was no black, U.S. black player on the Cubs at the end of the season, uh, which is really odd for 2022.
1: Yeah, that's a to say the least, that's a touchy subject So. um, Let me just say it's it's, it's, uh, disappointing, Um, and Bill is absolutely right, or Mr. Madlock, he's absolutely right. They don't market the game the way they should like some of these other sports do to get these young kids to actually play the game, get them excited about the game. Um, They do things to try to, you know, get them – as far as, like, the speed of the game and the pace of the game, all that, I get that, but if you can't attract them initially, I mean, how can you – Play, I'm mean, just like, doesn't even make sense, but you know, uh, yeah, it's disappointing, man. I, just, I, I actually couldn't believe that myself. I would think it would be at least one. You can't mm-hmm. even get one, two. Like, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's very disappointing, but I kind of see, like, especially with the game going like so uh, international with like China and Japan and Dominican Republic and Mexico. And I mean, so in, in a way, it's not surprising, but at that same token, we do need to do better to market the game around the, the people in the urban areas and get them to get excited about the sport again, because if one person can do that, I, I think it is Jason Hayward, because he is doing something for the inner city. I think they just need to partner together with these players and get, you know, more feedback and, you know, get more community involvement, because that was one of the things that came up in one of the meetings that I had with someone else, like that deals with the... A charity, like well, not charity, but a nonprofit organization, and that was one of her complaints was that hey, you know, these people don't do enough with the inner city youth, or they don't, you know, help us. You know, baseball equipment is expensive.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so there's only so much they can do. They only have so many resources, and parents can't afford that. You know, so that's another thing is like the equipment and the bats and the balls and gloves. You know, you know some people really need help with that. So it's not like, it's like all that stuff ties in together. And so it's like, they really got to be mindful of that and kind of have these sit downs and hey, the Cubs have done some great things. I, mean, I do get that, but if there's more to be done, if they want to make it like truly, like truly a game for everyone, they're going to have to do more and, you know, sit down and have some tough conversations. I mean, it's, it's, that's what it is. I mean, Nobody wants to feel like they're left out, you know, and that's exactly what, if, if you look at it, imagine if Tim Anderson or if Jason Hayward was in the World Series, like, for example, you know, or people that, you know, people that we like, you know, enjoy. The, the viewership would be even more crazy, mm. you know, they would draw way more fans, and, you know, <clears throat> that's another thing, uh, real quick before we head out, uh, those ticket prices, a lot of families can't afford that either. You know, how can you get the kids to the game if you can't afford to go to a game? A family of four or whatever. You can't even go bring your kids to a game unless, you know, you get a promotion from someone or you get like someone that gives you a ticket, you still gotta come out and pay for parking or take the train. You know, trains like five bucks, and then you gotta come buy food. You know, kids love food, so you know, it's just it's all it's all complex and it's like, you know, but with the right conversations with the people that actually are willing to listen. Kind of compromise a little bit of what they feel. I, I think it'll it'll get back to it. I'm confident.
0: It's funny because I'm having me mean, really feel that uh, I, I don't have to catch myself because I'll see a black kid at a Cubs game. that's so in my head. It's so rare. I want to go over there and just like, oh hey, come over here and do this. <laughs> i, don't, I being like, no, exactly. I got to work. Like, but I get inside. I'm just like happy. I'm like, oh, I wow, care the Cubs game. This is you know, it's cool to see. That's that's the you know, uh, but. Before we get in trouble on this topic, let's get out of here now. (laughs) So (laughs) a couple more things I was going to go there, but I'm like, no, it's okay. It was good to uh, um, catch up with David on final episode of season uh, two. And we will catch you all on season three of Thing Identity. You all go out and enjoy Winterland and enjoy Christmas and enjoy all that good stuff at the convention. uh, Because the Cubs are going to be good next year. Right, David? (laughs) <laughs> um. No. No. <laughs> no. Honestly,
1: I do. I, I like the way we're heading. I, I like I like the moves that they're making. Um, we'll be competitive. I think if a couple all season moves go the way I I'm expecting it to go, which is not my call. I don't have money. If they make a couple moves what I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I, I think we'll we'll be okay. We're gonna compete. We're gonna. The, the one thing I will give that team, they definitely competed last year. No matter how yeah. you know, far in the standings they were, they. Competed their butts off. We didn't. We didn't. We rarely got blown out of the game. We were in um, nearly like every game. So especially second half of the season. So it was awesome. We'll we'll be fine. We'll we'll get there.
0: I was laughing because uh coach of guard. You didn't you didn't see that question coming. So you were like, you didn't know what to say. I didn't. I was laughing <laughs> like, like I was anyway. laughing at the club. I was like, I'm like coach of guard, but that's what I do. Anyway, uh, we gotta go. We'll catch you all in the next episode. Uh, uh, adios, everybody. Thank you. Love you guys.
3: Hey guys, if you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers, you know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding mistaken identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search mistaken identity podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. Check out the network's other show offerings. Head to unconfinednetwork.com. That's all one word, unconfinednetwork.com to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And, of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty for the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark. I'm not afraid to